The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 1015 Dating Dilemmas, we will talk about long-distance relationships. How do you make them work? Do they work? Can they work? Uh, and, of course, if you have any feedback in your own experiences. Plus, we'll meet our Bachelor of the Month. Carl will be joining us in studio along with Fritz Gerald Morisot and uh, Christina Mucciardi will be in studio. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Feel free to also email me your questions anytime during the week, as this person did. Uh, whenever I break up with a boyfriend, soon after, within days, I meet someone new. I somehow end up dating the new guy and, to my surprise, get into a serious relationship. It's become a recurring theme for me, and I miss me time. However, I've been in relationships for so long that I can't seem to be alone anymore. Is there anything I can do uh, to help me? Uh, now that I'm single, I get bored easily, and I've started talking to my ex. So one of the things I would want to know is, why can't you be alone? It's time maybe to take a good look in the mirror. Introspection is important. When you start to see patterns, you want to look inwards. What are you afraid of? Are you feeling a, an emptiness that you're feeling inside that you need to be attached to somebody? It also makes you dependent on someone else and makes you feel, uh, or people in this kind of situation, make them feel that they're only happy if they're with someone. You have to learn that happiness comes from within and does not uh, equal a relationship. I mean, obviously, a relationship adds to that, but you need to feel good within yourself first. So get to know yourself, expand your social network, find out what you like to do. There's no reason this day and age to be bored. There's all kinds of things you can do, including volunteering your time, going to the gym, taking up a class. Uh, I mean, there's a million things that you can keep busy with. So uh, it, it's up to you and you have to decide. Take a break and just make it a, uh, this is not optional. I'm taking a break. I'm not going to date and I'm discovering myself. I'm going to date myself. How about that? Try and date yourself. Uh, my question, I have not had sex since my divorce six years ago, but now I take uh, Coumadin since suffering a stroke. So that's a blood thinner. My question is, I am afraid that should I get hurt during sex that I will bleed for a while. Plus, I don't want to share this with my family doctor. Definitely, I will use a condom. What should I worry about? What precautions uh, should I use? So, uh, to, like, in my opinion, look, I'm not a medical doctor. You should always be checking with your doctor. I don't know why you don't want to bring this up with your doctor, but it's important. Any uh, questions that you have about sexuality? I know often doctors who treat stroke victims don't talk about the sexuality aspect of it, but uh, stroke sufferers need to also learn how to re enter the uh the sexuality field with themselves and with their with their partners especially suffering a stroke because not everything works the same way so i'm just thinking in terms of hurting during sex 
you've got to take care of your vagina. That's the the first the, the first step, right? So you might want to speak to your doctor about uh, estrogen replacement cream, like an, a, a local estrogen cream in your vagina to bring back some of the moisture, so you would be less less likely to injure yourself. And when I talk about injury, we're talking about tiny little cuts that would happen because of the vaginal tissue drying up. I I don't think that's likely to cause a whole lot of like uncontrollable bleeding from that little cut, but I don't know. Like I don't want I, I don't want to answer this with absolute certainty because I I'm only going based on assumptions. I've never heard of a case like this, uh, so you really would have to check with a, a specialist in this. Uh, and, and of course, if you use lubricant as well, like you want to prepare yourself, right? And the, the best way to do that for any vagina is to make sure that it's, uh, it's a moist environment. So using a lubricant is an absolute must. I'm a 37 year old woman. I have large fibroids removed. I had large fibroids removed this May. I want to have children. Is it too late or is it possible? Please help. So again, not being a gynecologist, uh, not being a, um, uh, you know, a medical doctor, I, I can't give you a a, a definitive answer. Plus, nobody could give you a definitive answer without n- meeting you. But having had a gynecologist on the air for years, um, my guess would be, and, and again, I'm just taking with, you know, grain of salt, always check with your doctor. But when you have fibroids, uh, you have fibroids removed, that might actually help the, uh, the fertility. So, uh, but you're, you know, there's many factors that go into fertility, age, uh, endometriosis, uh, other issues. At 37, if you're ready to have children, go to a fertility center where there's plenty of them in Montreal, the Montreal Fertility Center for one, where they will do all the necessary tests to see uh, what your womb is like, where what your ovaries are like. Are they producing, uh, releasing eggs? Are your legs, eggs in, in good shape? Is your uterus uh, a, a healthy environment to implant uh, the embryo? All of those things will be told to you when, when you get all the proper and necessary tests. So, um, yes, somebody mentioned Procrea. That's another uh, company here, another clinic for fertility that's very well known. So, um Absolutely see a fertility specialist. Don't wait. After 35, I tell everybody I know who's thinking about this is like, you you don't need to wait. Go see a fertility doctor, make sure everything is okay, and then, uh, you know, continue to try and get pregnant. 514-800 if you you have any questions for me. Uh, Does marijuana affect female sexual health? That's a really good question and we're going to see I believe in the next few years, lots and lots of studies uh, relating uh, to marijuana use. Now that it's legal here in Canada, uh, we'll be able to study it in in such a way that we'll, we could have control groups and uh, study groups where we can give them uh, this substance. Whereas before, you can't just give an illegal substance and 
and study it and, and can, you know, so now we can. So we're going to see a whole lot more about this. But what I can tell you is that with for chronic users, if you're a chronic marijuana user as a female, it can suppress uh, the production of uh, female hormones. So it could potentially affect fertility. It definitely can lower sperm count. So if you're a guy, uh, it could cause abnormal ovulation. Uh, it could inhibit uh, even testosterone, especially um, in men. It may even lower uh, pleasure. But for some people, it could increase pleasure. And again, not as chronic users, but uh, there are there have been a couple of studies that uh, have looked at this and seen that um, use of marijuana. But again, I can't tell you the dose. I can't tell you the kind because there's so many strains and everything uh, that could increase pleasure for women and increase uh, orgasmic uh, capacity. So there are studies out there. Look for them because they are absolutely there. Um, texter writes, my girlfriend's best friend suffered same thing and had some fears. No sex for two years. She tried lube and a medium-sized toy. Worked for her. Now she's having a healthy sex life. But no two people are the same. You're quite right. No two people are the same. But uh, I totally get it. You know, you suffer a stroke or a heart attack, and there are fears attached to this. There are definite fears. But the only way to overcome fears is with good information. So don't be afraid to ask the questions of your doctors. They have the information or they'll get the information for you. Information is power in this and it will uh, allay some of those uh, those fears uh, if you if you at least get informed, right? Coming up, you'll meet our Bachelor of the Month. Plus, we'll talk about uh, long-distance relationships on our monthly Dating Dilemmas. That's... A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Dating Dilemmas tonight on the program. We're going to talk about uh, long-distance relationships. How do you make them work? Are they uh, worth it? Do you even believe that they can work? You know, most people believe that long-distance relationships won't work, in fact. Uh, we'll address that, but we'll also meet Carl who is uh, 33 years old, who is our Bachelor of the Month. And we've done this uh, over the last few dating dilemmas where we present either a bachelorette or a bachelor of the month. We ask, you can ask them whatever questions you want. And then if you want to meet them, well, you go to the next cook and date event and uh, he'll be wearing a badge or a crown or whatever Christina decides to put on him. Uh, so joining me in studio are our usual suspects, uh, Christina Mucciardi of cookanddate.com. And by the way, Christina, thank you so much for participating in our 20th anniversary. Uh, you did, you presented a beautiful dessert table. So we really, really appreciate it. My and pleasure. Fitzgerald Morisot is here of elitespeeddating.com as well and attended the party. So that was nice to uh, It was to a see fantastic party. It was fun. We had Great a, time. We had a really good time. And Carl, Carl, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So I know you're not even new to radio. You were just telling us that you... Uh, you did a bit of radio in your native country. Well, yeah, I did. Really? That's yeah. kind of fun. So how do you feel about being, um, you know, displayed as our bachelor? <laughs> uh, a little nervous, I'd say, but uh, 
I'm looking forward to having some fun with this. <laughs> okay, good. Let's uh, let's start the fun. Anybody can ask questions, and of course, I have my own. So, tell us who is Carl in in a few sentences. Uh, in a few Give sentences. me the elevator pitch, right? <clears throat> elevator pitch. First impressions, couple of seconds, couple of minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd use the word adventure. Adventure, yeah. yes. Yeah, you were just telling us you went to an Antarctica. Uh, yeah, South Pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, nice, funny. I like to have fun. And uh, What do you do for work? Oh, uh, I'm a tech consultant. Okay. Yeah. So in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. What do you do for fun? For fun, uh, I like to fly planes. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> like I said, I'm an adventurer. Uh, you have big toys. <laughs> I do, I do. I, I, enjoy. I know men like their toys, but come on. <laughs> All right. Um, I love uh, watching movies, uh, trying new restaurants, uh, being outdoors. I like to hike. I'm getting back into it ever since my knee injury. Okay. And uh, uh, video games because I'm still a kid at heart. Right. <laughs> so you've got the, yeah, a lot of guys have that kids mm-hmm. thing going on. Oh, eh? You can't lose the, the, the child within. No. As long as you're not obsessed with your video games no, no, and no. spend all the all your time on there, you know. What kinds of questions would you ask? Uh, you're the two dating experts here who match people up all the time. What what should people know about Carl? What kind of questions should be should people be asking of him or potential dates or p- people who potentially want to go out with him? Well, I'm just going to say this. I, I met him right now, and I actually tried to change my seat next to him. That's how attractive he is. <laughs> um, so kind of date. He's, he's definitely adventurous. He has a lot of fun. I, I was in tune, literally enthused by everything that was happening. So um, the first question, as we're talking about long distance, and mm-hmm. I think that's the whole idea here, is what do would you consider long distance? How far is long distance? And how do we make this work? Can I go to the North Pole with you? <laughs> <laughs> have you had any long distance uh, relationships? I have, actually. Yeah, it uh, lasted about a year and a half. We were long distance for a good eight months. But I don't think uh, mine really qualifies long distance. I used to fly there every two weeks to see her. In your own little plane? No, no. It was, okay. <laughs> it was way too far for that. Where did she live? Uh, she lived in the Middle East and I was living here. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. You're talking like way long distance. Yeah. So how – So you, but you met before it became long distance. Yes. Yeah. So I was uh, living there and uh, I met about two months before I was moving back here. Okay. I fell in love, and I think she did too. I hope so. And um, basically, I postponed my contract a couple of months just so I could get the north a bit better. Okay. And then I couldn't postpone anymore, so I came to Montreal. And, every and she didn't weeks, want to come with you? She had her own life there. She couldn't leave her work and okay. you know, just to follow me after a couple of months. That, I think that's... Right, right. That's yeah. true. That's true. I would question that exactly. too. Exactly. I'd question right. that. So, uh, you know... I. Hop on a flight uh, every three weeks, uh, wow. fly 16 hours to see her for 12, and fly back 16. So, Whoa, yeah, no. are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I did okay, that. Okay, you for... cannot keep that up. So, what? <laughs> so, killed me. <laughs> well, it, I imagine it Physically. might have killed, yeah, and did it kill the relationship? <laughs> no, it didn't. No, uh, once my contract was up, I moved uh, back down there and to be with her, and eventually it didn't work out, and for whatever reason, that's okay. that. Yeah. We may want to know why, but okay. <laughs> you have to ask her. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, that uh, that's a difficult distance. I don't know how anybody makes that work unless – well, I guess you had a set time. 
So for you, it was like, well, we can keep this up because I know I'll be there in, let's say, I don't know how long was your contract. Eight months. So eight months. So that's okay if you really feel, I think that's much more doable than uh, an indefinite long distance. Somebody has to pull the trigger. Somebody yes. has to decide. Yeah. How yeah. long can you keep a long-distance relationship going? I believe that, too. I mean, my sister actually was, was in a long-distance relationship for almost two years. And when she okay. finally decided to move down there, it, it lasted three months. It, it didn't, didn't work. work out. You know what the 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 reality is, and, and this is the, what, the thinking behind this, long-distance relationships are stretched out. They last longer than they should because those same relationships, if they were in the same city, mm-hmm. would last only, let's say, three months. But because of the long distance, they're stretched out. And let's remember one thing. When they, when uh, when you see each other, it's hot and heavy. It's romantic. Absolutely. They're getaways. They're like mini honeymoons every exactly. time. You're not really appreciating and seeing the person in their element. You don't, you don't want to get together with their family and Uh their, and, and other friends and what have you. You want to just have that intense time together. So spend more time together and and then see what happens. Sometimes it doesn't work. Exactly. Like, Every what two weeks you were going down there for, same thing, yeah. same for thing. twelve hours. What yeah. do you do in twelve hours? Exactly. So you, yeah. you know you play a little and and, and that's it. <laughs> it's all smiles. You're putting on your your best You're, foot yeah. forward. They're not seeing you on your bad days. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing them on their bad days. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. You're not seeing the real. No. It's not the real person. No. I want to know how other people have made it work. Five one four eight hundred. Have you had a long distance relationship and how did it uh, how did it start would love to hear uh, how it started and how you managed to um, maintain it now i know now a lot of relationships begin long distance because people meet online i always found it weird that you would even engage with someone who was so far away from you and then for months, talk and months, develop this kind of quasi-intimate relationship and then, you know, end up finally meeting yeah. at some point and oftentimes disappointment happens. Mm-hmm. But I just don't get that. I just, I don't understand why you would invest. To me, that's someone who's n- who actually may have an issue with committing or may have an issue with going forward, you know, with, with a I relationship. Agree. Like I there's agree. something something's not quite right. Especially when it goes on for that many months before you meet. I mean, you know. Well, you, you know a lot. Don't you know a lot of those? I know a lot yeah, of those I situations do. that happen I like do. that. We were talking they're about afraid, that outside. They've been hurt. There's, there's reasons why they hide. And I don't know if hide is the proper word, but they, I'm going to use hide for lack of a better word right now. Hide behind the screen and they stretch that passion face, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that passion face as long as they can. Um, Right. It is what it is. Uh, have I? I can tell you myself. I've been in a long distance relationship, and I moved cities to, to be go, with that person. Okay. Well, when we ended up, the idea was for us to end up in that city. Uh, look, yeah. I'm married to someone else. Yeah. Listen, I can. I I had a long distance relationship that somebody I met while I was living in California, when I was going to school there, who was actually from. New York, this was many, many, many moons ago, but, um, and so it was easy to, to, New York wasn't so far away. So we were able to maintain that. But after about a year, 
it was uh, even though we were seeing each other every month or every two weeks or or what have you, it got tiring first of all, and uh, and then at some point it was like okay well I was in school full time, he was a performer mm-hmm. traveling the world so he wanted me to follow mm-hmm. him as I can't do that I have a life here I can't, what am I going to give up my whole career so I can follow you around the world while you perform and be your assistant like no I didn't like I didn't go to school for that <laughs> so I made it you know conscious choice we stayed friends but it wasn't like it was not it just wasn't feasible it mm-hmm. just wasn't doable no, you're in this la la land see you're yeah, saying it's not like a, a la la land you're, you're performing I was um, at the time I was working on cruise ships so and she was doing international development so we were literally in separate parts of the world for five to six months at a time. Right. And we would meet up back in Montreal for like a month. Right. Right. So like, so like a that month of intensity. Intensity. And then back to where you are. And when I was supposed, well, I was finishing my travels to go to law school and she was theoretically finishing her travels to come back to Canada. Um, I let go of a year of law school in Montreal to move to Ottawa and oh, restart wow. there. And two months in, oh no, I was done. Right, but like I t- look, it ended. But I, I still, t- we still talk. Right, and I told her that's the best move you could have ever done for me, because now I'm a lawyer. I'm happy. I understood. <laughs> I understood the difference between lust and love. Yes, at that. Yes, exactly. That and I think that's exactly that's exactly it. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion with uh, Carl, uh, who's 33 years old. He's our Bachelor of the Month. If you have any questions uh, for him he has big toys he likes to he has planes likes to pilot uh we'll uh we'll talk to him more I've, we have more questions for him that's for sure right now uh let's check in with our cjd 800 newsroom the following program contains mature subject matter listener discretion is advised from the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Tonight, our dating dilemmas. Uh, we're talking about long-distance relationships. I want to hear your stories at 514-800. We have Carl, who's in studio with us. He is our Bachelor of the Month. We posted his picture on my uh, Facebook page, so go to Dr. Lori Batito, and you can um, maybe even ask questions there if you'd like, and you can ask questions of Carl. He's 33 years old, obviously uh, single, looking for love. We'll find out, of course, what is he's looking for. What we know so far is he, he's in the tech industry. He had, likes to play with big toys like airplanes, so he flies airplanes. He's a mega traveler, uh, an adventurer, was just in Antarctica, saw him with pictures of penguins. By the way, penguins are huge. He showed pictures. I thought they were these little things. They're massive. Uh, and he's traveled all over the world, uh, and uh, and he's looking for that, that special someone. Uh, in studio with us is also Christina Mucciardi of cookanddate.com, along with Fritz Gerald Morisot of EliteSpeedDating.com. Let me, um, let me see. Somebody wants to know, oh, what was Antarctica like? Where did you go, Carl? What wildlife did you see? Did you go diving in the water? Somebody really excited about Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take those questions one by one. Yeah. Uh, what was Antarctica like? 
stepping off the plane, honestly, it felt you could feel the void of life. It was it's like nothing I've like ever like empty. Felt. Yeah, yeah. Like... There's no insect. There's no nothing, and you feel that deep down in your core. Uh-huh. It's absolutely stunning. It's completely peaceful. Cold. Uh, where we landed, it wasn't that bad. It was minus two, minus three, maybe. Oh, okay. It's not too bad. Uh, at the pole, that's when it got really cold. It was minus 55 plus. Oh, factor. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's not the kind of uh, vacation you want to just, you know, hang by the beach, clearly. Well, we did. <laughs> you want to see, oh, there was that too. <laughs> yeah. We went to go see the frozen waves and there was a beautiful ice cave there that forms uh, through the waves. Oh, wow. And every step you take, uh, the, the sun ref- refracts inside and so you take one step the whole cave turns green or blue or oh my goodness any, yeah i spent a good Whoa. hour there. it was gorgeous and you saw penguins what else did you yeah, see emperor penguins uh there's nothing else that lives down there so <laughs> <laughs> that's easy enough that's yeah. it penguins yeah. <laughs> no whales uh, no, no, no. no. A couple of texts about long distance relationship. When I was a teenager, I had the love of my life. She moved to New Jersey, ended soon after that. She moved back to Montreal and we went, we dated 15 years later and it didn't work out. She was different. Well, yeah, that mm. can happen too, right? Sometimes you can, the date of the, the, the person of your life or the love of your life when you're a teenager may not exactly turn out to be the adult that you thought, you know, and we romanticize things mm-hmm. too, right? So, and we can certainly, uh, we can certainly change. Someone wants to know, do you have pictures of this trip posted anywhere? No, I'm not big on social media. But oh, I do have pictures oh, there's you... something we know about you. You're not big on social media. No, no. Okay. But if you come to the cooking date, I'll be more than happy to show them to you. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll have them on his phone. When is the next cooking date So event? the one that they're going to meet Carl at is uh, the 26th of September. Okay, so mm-hmm. September 26th, uh, we'll, uh, if you check up cookanddate.com, you can sign up and find out exactly where it all is. Um, had long distance relationship before the days of the internet. Met her in Costa Rica. Lasted three years. Expensive phone bills. Remember back then when we had to pay long distance? Uh, and high traveling expenses. But neither one could get to know enough about each other to get to the next step. Loved her. Not sure if in love, but was fun while it lasted. Two broken hearts, 3,500 miles apart. I still think about her. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone wants to know, you know, you, you seem to have a really great life and what have you. And so how come you're single? Like, I know that's a horrible question actually to mm-hmm. ask somebody like, why are you single? What's it, wrong with you? It's a fair you question. Know? Uh, right. I recently broke up about what, four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, actually she was moving. So there you go. We didn't want to oh, do long distance. Oh no. <laughs> so you decided this is someone who had to move and you decided no. It, oh, she long didn't distance. have to move. She wanted to move. Okay. Was uh, it a career thing or? Uh, no. Okay. So she just wanted to change places. Yeah. She didn't like the cold and well, I have my career here. Right. So you weren't going to go. See, sometimes you have to make a choice and you have to make that kind of decision. So what are you looking for in a partner? Anything specific? Well, she needs to be interesting to start with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody that likes to talk. I like to talk. Uh, This is awkward. odd for me i'm usually the one that always talks but okay. it's your show so <laughs> <laughs> you can talk i'm not yeah, stopping yeah, you from talking um uh adventurous at least open to adventure if not understand that i do like to do adventures i like to risk my life a lot 
Whoa. So. Well, hold on. There's <laughs> adventures, and there I'm going to risk my life, you well, know? Like, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I risk my life. I mean, obviously, everything I do is considered safe, but there is a margin for error. and Like flying a plane? Well, I... <laughs> Where's the margin for error? Uh, well, one trip I was supposed to do, actually, uh, this June was uh, go down to the Titanic and... Uh, yeah, that's kind of risky. I, I like to think we're going to be the second people down there after the trip that actually did go. And you're going down to see the Titanic. Yeah, that was that was on the schedule this this June. So, I mean, a lot can go wrong with that. You know, one little crack in that submarine, and it's. Uh... <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, yeah. how do you even find these places to go? Like. Is there like a risky adventure <laughs> travel agency? <laughs> uh, actually, there is. <laughs> is there really? Yeah, there is. There is. Oh my! I, yeah. Like I, I just wouldn't think of these things, you know. So obviously, you you think outside the box too, right? Yeah, that's something I'm yeah. I'm I'm getting from you as well. I'm not the type to go sit on a beach uh, for a whole week. I'll do it for a day, but then I'll be like, okay, what's around? What mountain can I? So jump you've got to move. You've got to you've got to do things. Yeah. Okay. So if you're the type of person. Who likes to vacation and do nothing? That he's Carl's not free. <laughs> no. how, how about that? <laughs> Somebody says I'm. Uh, people want to know what video game he plays. I'm sure that makes a difference. You think that makes a difference? What video games people play? Uh, yeah, nowadays. maybe yeah. Nowadays? nowadays. Okay, so tell me. I I, like I don't know. I'm clueless when it comes to video games. Oh, uh, well, right now I'm uh, playing uh, some uh, Smash Brothers on the on the Switch and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm going through the expansion pack, so. Okay, means absolutely nothing, nothing to, you, to me. Yeah. Except that I have, except that I have nephews who play that game that everybody's Fortnite. playing, Fortnite, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. which my my nephew recently downloaded onto my iPad, and I'm like. It's taking three hours to download. Why? <laughs> like, what is going on? Uh, but so nowadays, I- yeah, video games are video games are in, especially for. Um, I was going to say my generation. We grew up. Uh, and now maybe I'm dating myself. I I saw the first Atari and Nintendo yes, 64 and, and and the Pong. whole nine and Pong is uh, <laughs> exactly. So now we're we're in age, or I should say, but people who came in afterwards they 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 were born with it. Yes. So Into for them games, it's just yeah. normal. But I I just think it's interesting that the person who texted in that it whatever video game it is would actually say something about them. I would have never put those two together, but I guess yeah. you're right. Oh, yeah, I guess there's you're a right. difference between a first person shooter yeah. and an RPG. There's yeah. Hmm. Oh, again, you, no idea what you're yeah. saying. Do you okay. prefer someone that plays video games, a girl? Let's I mean, say. it'd be nice, right? That's always a little so that would be bonus. Some, that would be a, a, <laughs> a, a have bonus. To be, yeah, it'd have to be the same type no, that no, you no, play. No. 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 All right. We've got uh, Carl, who's our Bachelor of the Month here. We still have a bit of time, so if you have questions for him, uh, send them along at 514-800, especially if you love adventure and love <laughs> to travel. Uh, Christina and Fritz Gerald in studio with me as well. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. A couple of things going on tonight on our Dating Dilemmas show. We're talking about long-distance relationships, but we're also talking to our Bachelor of the Month, who's uh, Carl, age 33, that you, uh, if you are interested in meeting Carl, you can at the next Cook and Date event on September 26th. Just go to cookanddate.com 
and sign up. It'll be around that age category, right, Christina? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Christina and Fitzgerald, Maurice Ovalit Speed Dating is here as well. Uh, so how to make a long-distance relationship work. Like uh, We've all had stories of long-distance relationships that did not work. <laughs> uh, so I, I'd love to hear from people who made it work. I imagine you have to be super flexible. You have to have uh, an end date. Like it cannot be forever. I get it for people who are in the military, for example, and they need to go off, yes. you know, for nine months to, to a year. They get deployed. Okay. Like there, there's you, but you put a plan in place. Like how are we going to connect? When are we going to talk to each other? There, there has to be something, but it's a finite time. See what you, the example that you use, I think is probably the only way I think it could work is they're already in a relationship. Right. Exactly. And from being in that relationship, they know each other already. And then life comes in where I need to be away for X amount of time. So that's okay. And we're going to make this work. But hmm. the, the preliminaries have been dealt with. Already, right, right. the the uh, The connection and the intimate yes. connection has already been cemented. Correct. When the when the the separation happens, yes. and I do think that makes a huge difference. And in this day and age, you can, it's e- much easier to maintain that uh, connection because of all the the access we have. I know I had one uh, person I know who that she used to FaceTime with her husband, but they used to FaceTime late at night and they used to keep the, keep it on. And while they both went to sleep, like they liked hearing each other, the the sleep noises and whatever. And they felt more connected, you Mm -hmm. know, like like things like that. Like there's just things that we didn't have 30 years ago, 25 years ago that made long distance relationship far more expensive and less, uh, less accessible. Uh, let's see. Sounds like an amazing guy. Love to travel and explore as well. My biggest trip in mind is two months in Yellowstone at various places. Uh, well, you can meet Carl at the next Cook and Date event. Uh, uh, Drew says, to me, a long-distance relationship is a 45-minute drive without traffic. <laughs> Listen, I've known people who have lived on either ends of the island who have found the relationship to be very, very uh, so difficult. I, so have I. I. Actually, I know people that have told me I will not date that certain person because they live too far in the city. And and that's within yes. the city. Mm-hmm. Like one lives downtown, one lives yeah. in Laval or, yes. uh, uh, you know, Rosemere or whatever or up mm-hmm. north. It, it's just that feels like a long distance relationship, even though it's within the same city. Mm-hmm. And it does complicate things. You know, you can't sleep over during the week because it's the, the commute will be too long to, to get to work the next day. Or there's like these, Absolutely. some of these complications mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. happen. What was that song about? I will walk 500 miles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure you will. Sure you will. Uh, Carl, what is your ideal first date? Well, it's actually going to be very basic. Uh, it would be dinner. Uh, so I can, you know, communicate, connect, mm-hmm. see if we're on the same page. And uh, who pays for dinner? Uh, I'm still old fashioned. So, okay. Yeah. So, okay, good. So you pay for dinner. Uh, all right. So a, a dinner date. So you, you don't believe in the shorter dates at the beginning? Like, I guess if you meet at an event or something like that, then That's that the would be the, the first date yeah. or the first initial, uh, initial, uh, meeting. Um, this person says not true. Most women want to be with their man regularly. 90% fail. I agree. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think long distance relationships are, uh, 
often doomed for that. I think we do want to be able to have the freedom to, to see our partner more often and not just, you know, oh, I, oh, I get to see you now. I've got 48 hours with you every month. No, exactly. like that makes it quite difficult. Are there any stats on that? Like how many work? Or? Um, well, no, they, there's a few studies that were, uh, that were done on this, but uh, not in terms of how many end up staying mm. or not. But most couples live anywhere between 30 miles to 950 miles apart, according to uh, some websites dedicated to long-distance relationships. But, but that question is interesting. How can a long... Just asking the question, I don't. Th- I, I think it can't be answered. How can a long-distance relationship work? That means for the entire time of that relationship, the entire time, 50 years, 60 years, yeah, you live no. apart. Well, someone has to move. I mean, <laughs> well, someone, has right. someone has to. So how right? long 50, does it 60, last? It doesn't... The question should be how long do long distance relationships really last? Exactly. Right? And how, I mean, ultimately, if you're not together in the same city at some point, they will fail. Mm-hmm. They stop being long distance is really what you're saying. That's oh, what I'm saying. saying. You have to be then so logical. Really? Uh, my wife is a flight attendant and she's away distant places for up to five days. We do FaceTime. Is that considered a long distance relationship? It is within the context. But in this case, you have an established relationship and your partner is called out to work. So mm-hmm. exactly. it's like, a, you know, somebody who has to travel for work or, exactly. or what have you. But there's always a, uh, but I'm coming back. It's, you know, we've got five days apart. We're together 10 days, five days apart, whatever it is. You would consider, I wouldn't even, I don't think in my book, I wouldn't consider that a long distance relationship because you're going, they're they're like travel trips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to work and and I'll I'll be back. But if your work, if your, if your work is traveling all the time, you have to have the ingredients required to make a long distance relationship work. Like, you know, regular contact, Mm -hmm. FaceTime, uh, a a schedule of how you're going to to meet and talk and and all of these things. Like, even though you know the person is coming back, it's not like up in the air. Mm -hmm. Um, It's still, you still have to work at it. It can still be frustrating for someone not to, you know, you have to, I think you you both have to be in in a place where you're both okay with it. Mm-hmm. And maybe Drew just has, for example, for him, yeah, that space, that time for himself, it's not so bad. And then I get to spend, you know, all that time. As well? No, his wife is a flight attendant. Yeah. That would be interesting. Would that yeah. be the two are. Both? Well, you, I hope you would fun. have to be in the same, uh, uh, on the same schedule. <laughs> Listen, you have you have people who don't see each other during the week just simply because they have different schedules. schedules absolutely. Night and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah, night and day. I have that. Mm-hmm. I I see my husband on the mm-hmm. weekends. I cannot see him during the I, week cuz I, I go to he's asleep by the time I get home. Yeah, and I know a few couples that actually like the man or the woman travel to Toronto during the week cuz they work there but they live here. They live here. So yeah, I know a few people like mm-hmm. that. Exactly. So there're different types of long I think it's hard to generalize cuz mm-hmm. they are different types. Uh, my sister had a long distance relationship when she was teaching in South Korea and he's in North Carolina. Then when she came back to Montreal, now they're married and she lives in North Carolina with him. But somebody had to move. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to pull the trigger, right? And move. Uh, Guys, thank you so much. Carl, good luck. People will be able to meet you. They can see your picture on my Facebook page or on Christina's Facebook Mm -hmm. page. uh, But they can meet you on uh, September 26th. So you can find out more about that event. And if you're interested in speed dating, EliteSpeedDating.com 
is the place to go. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, Dating Dilemmas is on the last Wednesday of every month, so we will catch up with these guys again uh, next month. That's it for me. Thank you so much for uh, your texts and for spending time with us. Thanks to our technical producer, Dave Simon, tonight. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Coming up next here on CJAD, the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.